there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Paris and Alana, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Hey there, everybody. So a couple weeks ago, we asked you, our followers on Instagram, to share some myths you guys believed about sex before you got married. And you guys totally showed up for us. It was amazing. We were just both so amazed and surprised, mm-hmm. just like happily surprised at the vulnerability of you guys' responses and just like your openness and you guys yeah. were so real. So thank yeah. you so much. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Um, I just, every time it's like I put something out there and I'm like, okay, oh no, maybe that was too much. Like maybe I shouldn't have asked that or whatever. But then every time it's just a fantastic response. So thank you guys so much because it yes. totally helped us build the framework for this episode. So it was great. Hundred percent. Yeah, and we each had our own myths we, that we had talked about as well. Um, and I noticed, especially seeing a lot of similarities between mm. some things that Paris and I had already talked about, mm-hmm. and and the things you guys were bringing up. So we were like, "Hey, let's just kick these in the butt." Yeah, time to debunk them. Yes, yes, hundred percent. We're so excited about this, and I think the more that Alana and I are are talking to you guys. And we're totally just diving deep into marriage and sex. And it's like, there is four huge myths that just came up over and over and over again. We're like, okay, we are on a mission to just, like you said, kick the butts of these lies because it's not okay. It's not okay for us to be subject to these things and not know any different. So we want to walk this with you guys and be like, okay let's explore this. Let's call out God's truths on this and let's refrain from the lies of the enemies and call those out. Yeah, totally. So you ready for this? We're going to spout off four. We're debunking four myths that were huge when we talked to you guys and also huge for ourselves. Like we both Alana yeah. and I totally, totally like struggled with all of these two. So number mm-hmm. one, was wedding night sex equals a fireworks show. <laughs> we are totally like, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Number two, sex will always feel good. Orgasm is always achieved and sex and pleasure comes naturally. Okay. Number three, arousal is super easy. We'll instinctively know what pleases us and our spouses. And number four, climax happens during penetration and that's when it should happen. Okay. These are all the myths, you guys. You guys ready? Yikes. Knock these out. Hey, when you spell them out, it's like, <laughs> wham, bam. <laughs> okay. So number one, we're going to talk about wedding night sex. Yes. So in the last episode, I kind of chatted about mine and Jeff's wedding night experience a bit. Um, so Paris, I'm really curious to hear a bit more about your and Neil's story in that regard. Absolutely. Okay, so background story, you guys, Neil and I were young. Uh, I was 18. He was 20. We knew, I remember telling my mom when I was 14 years old, I'm going to marry that man one day. Hmm. And so I had four years of waiting for this and dreaming about our wedding night. Okay, four years of knowing I was going to marry this guy. And so I blew it up in my mind. I blew it up. And of course, just with growing up and, you know, seeing the Hollywood stuff and, and all the media and hearing different things, I started to get confused. And I was like, okay, some people are saying it's not what you think. And some people are even so oppressed that they're like, it's awful sex 
is awful and you do it out of duty and then I'm hearing the opposite and it's like oh you know everything that you see in the media or on movies and it's like glorious I was like okay what on earth <laughs> what on mm -hmm. earth so the closer we got to our wedding night I started getting pretty actually like jittery and I didn't know what to expect anymore and I was like I said earlier to you guys I had a lot of like my parents were so open with me and talking about sex, but I was ashamed to ask the deep questions. I, I was embarrassed about it because I didn't know anything. And I thought in my head, I should know these things as if like, that's another mm -hmm. myth right there. We shouldn't totally, like, it is good to talk to your trusted girlfriends and mentors or parents. If you have a really good relationship with them, it's a good thing. So, yeah. uh, I did a lot of reading. <laughs> A lot of books. I have a lot of books. So the wedding night came and I just remember, okay, so we owned a, a Mustang when we got married. That was our car. We had a Mustang and we were driving to our uh, really fancy hotel room. And I just remember when we were about 10 minutes out of getting there, just hearing my heart just pitter patter and breaking into a cold sweat. And I was like, there's literally no limits now. Like this is insane. We've been like put on the brakes for four years. Oh <laughs> now my it's gosh! Free yeah. Game, and I was like, "This is terrifying. This is terrifying." Because I was just like, "This, it just, it just got real, right?" Yeah. So <laughs> we get to our room, and Neil is just like popping, like he is ready to go, and he's stoked and all in love and just excited. And I was like. I can't even breathe right now, man. Like you need to hold on, put on the brakes. And so that's how we started. And I was just super nervous. And I went to a full out panic attack. I was just like, okay, like I can't breathe. I can't even think like, I just need to stop and like regroup here because this is crazy. Cause it was so much emphasis on putting on the brakes and don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do nothing. Don't do nothing. Yeah. And then for you to just open the doors, like, there was a lot of stuff that happened between dating and marriage that we didn't deal with in a healthy way. You know, we didn't um, really choose to embrace and cultivate intimacy together in a healthy way as a dating engaged couple, as in talking about things Again, yeah. the communication, um, yeah. talking to trusted people together and really formulating a foundation mentally to get on the same page, you know, to prepare for that beautiful night. So mm -hmm. we didn't do that. And I see the importance of that now. And I know couples who have done that and they said it was beautiful and lovely. And I'm so happy for couples like that because that is the way it should be, you know, like preparing for it together like that. Yeah. No kidding. So yeah, our wedding night <laughs> gong show honestly we didn't even have sex because it was just like I was nervous and then he felt bad and he was like oh my gosh did something happen like what in the world so we ended up just getting naked and going in jacuzzi tub and just relaxing like that's literally what we did and I did have a meltdown I totally had a meltdown on my wedding night because I was like everything is ruined because I hyped it up right yeah. And I was, I was pretty upset, but that goes to exactly what we're talking about. Huge myths that I believed. Yeah. And expectations that were somehow yes. in there. Oh yeah. The culture somehow just ingrains it in. It totally does. It totally does. Yeah. And that's like a big thing that we want to share with you guys is the media is a lie. <laughs> mm -hmm. It really is like 
we need to very strictly cultivate you know, an input and an output of what we're watching, what we're listening to, what we're engaging in, what we're allowing to influence us. Because if we're not, you bet your bottom dollar that it's going to start formulating a thought process and pathways in your brain that you probably don't want there. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you for sharing, Ferris. Thank yeah. you for being so open and vulnerable with us. <laughs> well, so many people can relate to this. And I've talked to so many yeah. girlfriends and it was the same thing. Like, most of my really close girlfriends, it was the same thing. They're like, we didn't have sex our first night. Like, no way. Like, yeah. it was a few days into our honeymoon till we were comfortable enough to. And I think with with that, I want to leave on this note that your wedding night, like we said earlier, is to be cultivated much earlier on, you know, mm-hmm. in in your mind together as a couple and having those conversations and you know what mm. you don't need to have sex on your wedding night like I think that's also a myth that you have to do it yeah, that's <laughs> you so true the wedding night should really be focused on intimacy and completely consuming each other in just your newly wedded bliss and, and in praise to God together whatever that looks like if that leads to sex that's awesome it's going to happen anyways sometime. Yeah. If not though, I think the, the focus should be on intimacy together emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally, and sexually to some degree, whatever is comfortable. Because we don't know. We don't know any experiencing marriage, right? Yeah. Like, what is what is sex look like anyways, right? Yeah. I remember having that conversation with Jeff at one point and it was like, we were talking about it because we talked about sex quite a bit. Yeah, um, we did too. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't from a place of knowing what to expect yeah, 100%. or um, whatever. You just kind of talk through, I don't know, just, I don't actually know what we would have talked about thinking about it, but just maybe how excited we were and, you mm-hmm. know, that we were actually going to be able to do that together. Yeah. Um, and I remember at one point talking to Jeff about it and he was like, you know what, if we don't feel like we want to have sex, we don't have to like, yeah, we can yeah. just explore each other's bodies and get to know each other. Like mm-hmm. it, there's no pressure. So that was really nice going into it that we yes. could, if we wanted to, but there was no pressure put on each other like mm-hmm. for that, mm-hmm. but though we did, but it was, it was really relaxed in that sense, which was really nice, which I yeah. realized was a gift that I, I maybe took for granted. So, yeah. A hundred percent. And I'm the person, we talked a, a little bit about this before. I'm the person that's just like, I'm, I'm going in and this is what we're doing and we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And so I really set myself up for uh, destruction ultimately because Neil was the same way. He's like, we don't have to, like, this should be beautiful no matter what we end up doing. And I was like, no, no, we need to try for this. And then I, right. that was, that was the beginning of my meltdown because <laughs> yeah. I yeah. was putting a lot of pressure on myself. It was not Neil. It was a lot of my yeah. own, you know, mentality. Totally. And it's interesting too. And I noticed it a lot from responses on our Instagram page that many of us expect it to be this like jaw dropping, explosive sex yeah. that Hollywood shows us, right? You're mm-hmm. always hot and steamy. You mm-hmm. always look beautiful and glowing afterwards. And like mm-hmm. this, and you know, all the songs, right? Everything's like all night long. This like, <laughs> it's not, right? <laughs> it's, it's literally a song. So you just expect this like, all night long event to happen. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's like, that it's was not that. Minutes. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. And that you just like always want to just, you'd always be thinking about it and you always want to sneak off and do it somewhere. Yeah. But, and maybe like when we were newlywed, that was, that was what we would, you know, you'd always kind of think about it and want to do it. Yeah. Cause it's there. very new. 
Yeah. And we right? didn't have full-time jobs, you know, yes. we didn't have a, a toddler, <laughs> but uh-huh. now it's just, it's not quite like that, right? There's a lot mm-hmm. more you have to think about. You have to be a lot more intentional, but yeah, hundred you know, percent. It is a myth. Monday night. Does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fire show, fireworks show. It's a myth. Yeah. And I think with that, like, I just want to encourage you all that you as a newlywed couple, or even as a married couple now that maybe you've been married for a few years, give yourself grace uh, mm-hmm. towards the wedding night, whether you've experienced already or not, or maybe you slept together before your wedding night. Give yeah. yourself grace in that. Um, and don't hold on to it because holding on to those things really can cultivate a lot of trauma in your mind mm-hmm. and, and steal your joy and your pleasure yes. from your marriage bed. And know that bring this before the Lord, he will bring redemption to you inevitably. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Okay. Should we go on to myth number two? Yes. Okay. You take this. All right. I will. So waves of pleasure come naturally. I'll orgasm all the time or as often as my husband and mm-hmm. sex will always feel great. <laughs> it's funny we're how laughing we laugh. because we're married. <laughs> oh, We've been married yeah, seven you, years, you guys. Yeah. We know this is not true now. We yeah. didn't seven years ago though. <laughs> right? I for sure thought this was going to be the case for me. Oh, like, like oh, yeah. it was no, there was no doubt in my mind. No. There was no doubt in my mind. Yeah. So I think that <laughs> this is something really important for us to tackle because as married women, we even will believe this and take this in uh, with us. And it's very debilitating. It honestly mm-hmm. is because I did that to myself. You know, Neil and I both did, honestly. So I think the biggest thing for us to hear now and, and our biggest um, truth to knock out this lie is sex, pleasure, intimacy, orgasm. They're all learned and cultivated techniques together between you and your mm-hmm. husband. So let's yes. chat on that a bit. Yeah. I really like that you emphasize that it's a learned technique because that is yeah. so true. I wish. The, you have, go ahead. No, you go right. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that seven years ago, someone told me that because mm-hmm. I'd never heard of that before. Ever. Yeah. Like no one ever shared that with me. And that would have been, I would like to think that that would have been pivotal for me and my mentality on sex. Yeah. No, for sure. And I, I thought that I would, I would know it would, I would orgasm all the time that it wouldn't be something, it wouldn't even cross my mind, right? It's like, that didn't even cross my mind that I wouldn't, Uh um, or it would be a struggle. Um, I remember a friend telling me, she was a couple of years into her marriage and that mm-hmm. she had never orgasmed before. And I was just shook. I was like, yeah. what? Like it yeah. just didn't cross my mind that women would have to maybe work harder to climax. Cause yeah. I just assumed it'd be the same men and women. Yeah. It was just bam, you know, you have that firework show. Mm-hmm. So naive, no idea. I just had no idea, but Jeff was really amazing. And he worked really hard alongside me to help me get there. And we got like, you know, you get near, you're close, you're almost there, but whatever, but all those years. Mm-hmm. But, and then I like how you mentioned earlier that it's learned because it wasn't until I realized that I needed to want, I needed to be the one to learn yeah. what my, what I needed, what my body needed to get me yes. there. And I had to be the one to do the research mm-hmm. in that area. And that's when I saw change. Yeah. hundred percent. And I can, I can totally, um, sit right there with you and be like, Yes, girl, because that was me too. Mm-hmm. 
we read through many, many books and I started opening up, oh gosh, probably two years into my marriage with women that I trust and being like, okay, like same for me, Alana. It took me probably two years in to finally achieve an orgasm. And I really honestly thought something was wrong with me. Like I truly mm. believed that something physically was not right because I had never heard that that wasn't normal mm. to an extent. And that goes back to the same thing. I also never heard that sex is an intimacy is a learned technique and it takes work. It totally mm -hmm. takes work. So two years in is the first time that we start figuring things out too. And it was on my shoulders um, to do the same thing, to really research things, know how my body works. How did God make a woman's body sexually? Yeah. How does this work? Yeah. Like get comfortable with my own sexuality. That was a yeah. huge journey. I'm still on that journey. Oh yeah. And to go from, you know, hearing before you're married and, you know, don't, don't explore your body or not that anyone really tells yeah. you that. But, but you, you just like assume that. it. Yeah. Yeah. And so then to all of a sudden be like, okay, wait, in order to know what feels good, I kind of got to figure myself out a little bit. Yeah. And so you have to almost give yourself permission to do that because mm -hmm. it's like, oh, but everyone told me this was not okay. Yeah. Right. Or like to try and yeah. figure your body out. And yeah. yeah, it's a weird thing to try and have to wrap your round, mind around after. Yeah. It totally is. And I know, you know, I was always comfortable with my body growing up. I never felt awkward. I never felt ashamed. Like my mom and dad were very pivotal in positive body images. And so we mm. totally took that on as kiddos, which is a huge blessing, I know. But I remember <laughs> probably when I was engaged, I was like, what does my vagina even look like? <gasps> like, mm -hmm. seriously, because I had no reason to know. Yeah. I was just like, I don't. I don't know. I don't care. This is the way God married, made me. And I, I had no reason to know before it. So I never actually thought about it. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's common for a lot of us. A lot yeah. of us were like, okay, you know, where is your clitoris? Do you know how the clitoris is stimulated? Do you yeah. know where your, your urethra is? Do you know where your vaginal opening is? Do you know how all of this works? It's yeah. so important to know our anatomy and to mm -hmm. know all of the different pleasure spots within our vagina because it's an amazing thing God has made. And it's so sad that it's not, it's not talked about. Even the, yeah. the biological part of it isn't really talked about so much. It's like, yeah, I took bio 30, but <laughs> at the same time, they're not going to dive into that stuff. Or they didn't for me, for us that, you know, where we were. Like, Yeah, it totally is. And you know, even, you know, seven years into marriage now, and I'm a birth doula. And so I work with a mm. lot of couples and we totally explore the anatomy of a woman together, you know, with, with my couples, because I'm like, okay, do you know, we're going to talk everything from the uterus right down to the vagina and like the actual opening, we're going to go through all of this. And cause we need to know, you need to know how baby comes. You need to know all the things that yeah. happens to us as a woman through the birth experience. And a lot of my women do you have questions about the vagina or even the husbands? And I'm honored that they have those questions, but it also makes me realize, wow, we have to step our game up and be mm -hmm. talking about these things because it's, it's our bodies. Like this should yeah. be normal, um, sacred conversation, you know, to go about in an honorable way, but it should be yeah. had. These conversations should be had. Totally. I remember at our, um, it was like a birthing class we went to, um, pre baby jazz, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. and we had to label. So we had to 
I think there was a picture or we had to draw a picture of, of the women's parts area. I love it. The whole crotch area. And then yeah. the guys had a, had one and then the women had one. We were broken really? up into groups and yeah. we had to label things. And oh my goodness, if I was to do it by myself at that time, I was like, uh, like, I don't know where all this stuff is. Like, how do I not know what's on Isn't my body? Crazy? Like, that's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, it was intense. It was very that's funny. Amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my yeah. gosh. But I feel like I would have been the same, you know, 17, 18 yeah. year old me. I would have been like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. How does this work? Yeah. Yes. Crazy. So yeah, our anatomy is a beautiful thing. And I want to encourage you women um, to embrace that. There's yeah. nothing dirty or wrong about it. That's society coming in play yeah. there. That's the enemy coming in play there. If that's how we think about our anatomy. Okay. So I want you to embrace that and um, love it. Love how God made you and think of yourself as absolutely beautiful and a masterpiece because we are. All right. So I think with all of that said, this is kind of, uh, again, going over why sex within marriage is so blessed and so sacred and so important because like we said earlier, it's really a journey that we mm -hmm. need to go through because it's all about learning. <laughs> all about yeah. learning how our bodies work like we were just talking about it's all about learning how our men's bodies work too and yeah. vice versa like our husbands need to learn how our bodies work and this is a beautiful journey and that's why marriage is such a sacred thing within that because that's where this journey takes place yeah this is this is the one body you've got yeah exactly. <laughs> your husband's body rest of your life it's like yeah, exactly. not learn as much as you can about it and Oh, yeah, person, right? because yeah. God designed this intimacy to happen for our entire married lives together. And there's mm -hmm. no cap as to how beautiful and erotic and incredible we can make it because that's what God's designed for married sex is, right? Yeah. That's so, it's so great to, to have these conversations. To have these conversations now is so great so that you can build mm -hmm. the foundation early on. And even if you're later on in your marriage, that's okay too. Just start where you are and yeah. just have these conversations and yeah, just go from there. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And can we talk, Alana, a little bit about sex always feeling good? We always assume that, you know, going into marriage, that sex is just going to be mind-blowing all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's like another one. <laughs> I just want to, I, yeah, I completely thought this as well. And not that it doesn't feel good, but Ephesians 5.22, like wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. For the husband is the head of his wife, even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body. Mm -hmm. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loves the church and gave himself up for it. Mm -hmm. Also, men ought to love their wives as their own bodies. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of truth in that, in the sense that sometimes it's just not about us. Yes. And it's about being there with your husband and loving him and serving him in an honorable way mm -hmm. as, as you can, as only you can as his yes. wife. Yes. And I would challenge us all so far as to think of that as, like you said, what an honor mm -hmm. it is for us to meet that beautiful, sacred need of our husband you know, mm. and we're not talking, this is something I think we could totally bash out in another podcast is submission. 
Okay. I think this is another topic for another time, but a lot of people, I feel misunderstand this first and thinking, you know, maybe if you have a husband or if, if a wife has a husband and he is not on the same page with her sexually and it's not the beautiful intimate relationship and he's demanding it, um, that's where this can get really muddled. And this verse is talking specifically to both of us as husband and wife to honor and respect and deeply love selflessly one another and serving each other out of that heart. So it's so important for us to come into, you know, the idea and the act of serving our husband sexually with with those standards in mind that we are each coming to the table, I should say to the bed. We'll just change that figure of speech to the bed uh, in a way that we're each selflessly loving one another. And, you know, we're viewing this as a selfless act of love, both the husband and the wife. And he should be so grateful and honored for that and seeing you as that. It should not be, you know, a demand. It should be each a selfless act of love and gift and giving and receiving. Yes. I really like that you emphasize the selflessness because Mm -hmm. so true. How like I didn't realize how selfish I was until I got married. Right? 100%. You have no idea. And then you're like, oh, okay, wait, I'm on the back burner. But you mm-hmm. have to just, you have to do that trusting that your spouse is doing the same for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's again, conversation, communication. Yes. This is yes. a good conversation to have with your husband and getting on that same page and a lot of prayer yeah. over this topic. Yeah. Yeah. So, especially if it's something you've struggled with in the past, just to be praying over it and over it and mm-hmm. over it. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. So I think we knocked those out of the park there. Yeah. The pleasure. Don't come naturally. This is a mm-hmm. learned experience together with your husband. Orgasming yeah. all the time or as us often as one's husband. Um, no, <laughs> this is also a learned experience and also embrace learning your body and have your husband do the same with you. Mm-hmm. And then thirdly, and go ahead, Lana. Oh, no, sorry. But I was just going to say that this is something in, to an extent to aspire to though. Like, yes, yes, maybe a couple years down the road, I will orgasm every single time my husband yeah. does. And yeah. maybe someone getting married and they're listening to this podcast and they're engaged right now, maybe their wedding night sex will be a fireworks show. Yeah. Right. So it's nice that there always is that as well. Like there is this, just because we're bunking these myths doesn't mean that they're not totally possible to an extent. 100%. I'm so glad you said that because it's true. And we're not targeting, you know, everybody, this is just the very generalized, Mm -hmm. very common myths that a lot of us have went through, right? Yeah. Let's go. Number three. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Climax happens during penetration all the time. And that is totally false, you guys. (laughs) So that's fake. (laughs) That's fake. Don't embrace that as your only truth. So I have stats here because I like looking at this kind of stuff, only mm-hmm. 18% of women actually climax strictly from penetration. Okay. That means 73% of women need clitoral stimulation. This is where yeah. learning and exploration together of your body with your husband in a safe, beautiful, growing way is so important to do. Okay. Cause yeah. we need to know how our body responds to our husbands. We need to know that. That's something we should take as a priority in our intimate life, right? And then the other 9% of women fall in the category of orgasming very rarely often in part to hormonal or physical 
issues, um, which is heartbreaking. That's something we want to address yet as well, but that'll be for another time. So the moral of the story is, lady, yeah. you need to work on knowing your body and that clitoral stimulation is the thing for us most of the time, not all the time, but that is how the majority of us will respond. Yeah, it's true. You got to hit the books. Got to learn your body. Yes. Got to do some exploring. Yes. Because once you do and you figure it out, it changes the game. Yeah, 100%. Like, 100%. Changes it. Yeah, it's so good. It's so worth doing. And it, you know, I want to encourage you guys also, don't be discouraged during this because I yeah. was a lot and it would have just been nice for me to hear like, this is okay. This can take a long time to figure out, but keep going because it's going to happen. And I want you guys to embrace that as truth. It's going to happen. Just keep going. Yeah. And something too, I've heard of often women um, like pretending to climax. Mm. Is that something we want to address? Yeah, I think and we like, should. If, we okay. need to be raw and real in the bedroom because otherwise it's the same yeah. thing. You're setting yourself up for yeah. heartache. Yeah. So if this is something that you've maybe struggled with and – but your husband doesn't realize you've struggled with it. I think that's a conversation that needs to be had as well and be like, Hey, this is something I'm hoping can happen. Mm -hmm. It hasn't. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry if I've led you to believe that it has. Right. Um, but this, I would like to go on from here. Like, how can you help me? Can you help me? Can you forgive me if mm -hmm. I misled you and mm -hmm. let's get my body to where it needs to be. Yeah. And I'm glad you made that point because Again, going back to common things we believe, you know, going into marriage is that we just think our body's going to work. And if it's not, we have put mm -hmm. pressure on ourselves thinking, oh my gosh, like what's wrong? I'm going to disappoint him. I'm feeling awkward. Let's yeah. kind of maybe fake it. And I think women coming to the realization that they have and humbly admitting that to their husbands is a powerful turning point in marriage. Mm -hmm. And so that's something to embrace and work through as well. Yeah. No, for sure. Not something you'd want to just gloss over. I think it's something that would need to be addressed in a healthy, in a healthy way. Yes. Just being totally honest and real. Yeah. Which would be really yeah. difficult, mm -hmm. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But I think it would be really worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. And then I think something else we, we should talk about is, you know, our husbands, more often than not, they climax during penetration, right? That's their thing. That's how God made them. So a lot of times we think we should be climaxing at the same time as them. And that's not always the case. It's a beautiful thing when it happens, but don't yeah. think that that's where it should happen. Or, oh my gosh, I'm not even there yet. And he's there already. Right. We statistically take a lot longer to warm yeah. up and get going than our men. Like, I heard a really cool little analogy once and they're like, think of your husband as a microwave. Okay. You could put something in, you can have it hot in seconds and we are the slow cookers. <laughs> it takes us a couple hours to get that. I was like, that's so good. And it's true. Yes. It's very true for me, at least like yeah. the longer we take together in foreplay and building that excitement, the better it is. Yes. And that's why um, at one point too, when I was talking about ways to kind of get sex on your mind in one of my mm. Instagram stories, mm -hmm. I was like, for me often, or I've heard of it as well for other women, it's like, you got to think about it in the morning, get your slow cooker on yeah. right away in the morning. Yeah. So it's like, okay, 
I'm wearing these cute panties all day long. So every time I go to the bathroom, I see these cute panties. Yes. And I'm like, oh, right. Or I see that sticky note or I've got that reminder in my phone. So I know that's happening. And it's obviously not the same as like right before, but it's just like a slow burn you can have kind of in your mind during the day to get mm-hmm. you excited and ready for it. All right. So our fourth myth that we're going to be busting is that arousal is easy. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. I remember you know, before you're married and you can't do anything. So you want to do everything and everything's yeah. really exciting. And so it's just, you are turned on all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then somehow when you get married, it's like, okay, wait, why isn't this just happening? This yeah. happened, like I was ready, you know, it could have happened all the time before, but then now it's somehow different. Mm-hmm. Um, cause yeah, cause I can remember on our honeymoon, Jeff asking me, okay, well, you know, what, what turns you on? Like, how are we going to get you ready to go? Like, and I had no idea because mm-hmm. I just assumed it would happen on its yeah. own and that I would just be ready to go. So how would I, how would I know? How was I supposed to know what got me in the mood? Um, but then I, I remember Googling it, like how, what, what do I do? Like foreplay mm-hmm. ideas, like things like that. Cause I had no idea, yes. but foreplay is really, really important. Yes. And I feel like as life's gotten busier now, that's kind of slightly gone down the totem pole of importance, mm-hmm. which just life's busy. But at the same time, I feel like we've also learned each other's bodies more. Yes. So we kind of know what's tried and true and what will turn each other on and makes it easier. But the foreplay um, is basically the appetizer right before the entree. Yes. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. So this is like the, the appetizer that you're going to put in the microwave. I don't know. How can yes! we combine those two? <laughs> right? Seriously. Exactly. <laughs> I am there with you on that too. And I think, um, for me, Alana, kind of piggybacking off of what you said, I believe this uh, myth, like hardcore, because <laughs> same mm-hmm. thing is like turn on all the time when you're with your man before marriage. And then all of a sudden it's like everything's goes and you're like, whoa, where did this instantaneous, amazing feelings go? And it takes work and it takes learning your body, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I felt like this is a big light that really instantly made me feel very incompetent or less, or like something happened, you know, physically yes. or mentally between engagement and marriage. I was like, whoa, like what's happening? And this mm-hmm. caused a lot of emotional trauma for me personally that I had to work through in the future um, because I was just like, whoa, like I think my body's broken because I always used to be like this and now I'm not. And it was just yeah. hard for me, but I missed the whole beautiful fact that intimacy is a journey. It's not a destination. (laughs) That was Mm -hmm. the thing. That was the missing link that I just didn't get. So I think that, you know, it's important for us to realize, yeah, arousal is a deep, intentional, raw journey um, that we need to commit to pursuing. You know, it's not something that just happens. This is a pursuit. This is something that we work towards. And, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's really important. Like you said, also with that and through that to know, okay, make notes, this really turned me on. This felt really good. This was a beautiful emotional connection that we had. And you start pursuing those arousal, um, links, if you will, and you store those yeah. and it becomes a part of you. And so then it gets easier and easier. I promise you it does. Like it really does. Mm-hmm. And too, I like, like, even if you think about it, pursuing it with your spouse yes. in the sense that talking about it afterwards and being like, okay, yeah, like do that next time. Like Mm. that was really good. Yeah. Try this, do this, touch this, you know, it's like, that feels good. That gets me there. Yeah. So much. So it's so important not to leave our men in the dark, which I did (laughs) for a long time till I'm like, oh gosh, he's not just going to know, like I should really be telling him these things. 
Um, <laughs> seriously, seriously. Yeah. So I think too, with that comes the importance of realizing how powerful our minds are. You know, it depends mm. what you're feeding into yourself. That's really going to ultimately be projected into the marriage bed. And if we're focusing on how we are not aroused and how hard it is to get turned on and how hard it is yeah. to work for that girl, you're setting yourself up for a bad night. Like think of the beautiful yeah. work that you're pouring into. That's going to be so worth it. And, you know, prepare yourself, like Alana was saying, preparing yourself for it. It's so important. Mm -hmm. No, it really is. It's interesting. Like, I think that's something that isn't, like, it's talked about, I feel like, um, if you listen to other speakers and read books about sex and intimacy, like, I remember knowing that before marriage, but I don't realize, I don't think I realized how much work it would be to have to prepare my mind for it. Yes, very much so. Very much so. And I remember thinking like nothing about mindset and arousal and everything about visual. (laughs) And I remember thinking, just looking at Neil naked, I was like, oh yeah, when we're married, I'm going to look at him and he's going to be so hot and he's going to blow my mind and I'm just going to be begging him to make love to me. Like I remember thinking that and I was like, it's going to be so easy. This is too easy. Like I'm good. (laughs) And that was a rude awakening. Like I was like, oh. I really need to work on mindset and I need to get myself going, you know, in my head space way before anything else yeah. happens. Right. Like yeah. so much. So the thinking part is so important and the thinking part in positivity is very important. When you say that, I totally remember that I had that expectation as well before marriage. Yes. And it's funny because it seems like that's what the husbands need. Like that flips the oh, switch. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're naked? Cool. <laughs> like, great. Let's do it. Yeah. But somehow it's just, okay, no, like, I don't know if I'm ready yet. You gotta yeah. warm, stoke the fires. Yes. Very much so. Very much so. So, yeah, that's arousal, you guys. It's something to embrace, it's something to work at and know that it doesn't just come naturally for us as much as we nope. have been taught to think that way. So I think in closing, we're going to just leave it as, you know, passionate sex is, I think to recap all this, is a journey. (laughs) I think we see that about every single minute. This is a journey. This is something to embrace and work towards and know that it doesn't just happen, quote unquote. It it doesn't always just happen. It is a learned journey. Very much so. It takes learning. (laughs) Very much so. And you know, it takes a lot of those raw, intimate, hard conversations, you know, to get from A to B. It takes a lot of that. Um, It -hmm. takes a lot of working towards making your marriage a safe place where, you know, you can get to the point where you're having those conversations and there's no hurt feelings anymore, you know, and it even takes work to get towards those conversations all the time. Um, So it's work, but it is the most rewarding work I believe we could ever do, you know, within our marriage. And I want to encourage you guys with that. that marriage is so beautiful and it's so sacred and it is worth pursuing the sexual intimacy that comes from what God's given us for his design for marriage. If you guys enjoyed listening, be sure to subscribe to our Kingdom Sexuality family so you can catch all of our new releases. Also, we totally have an Instagram page so you can go follow us at our handle at Kingdom Sexuality. Our handle will be in the show notes for you guys. And you can also feel free at any time to send us a DM or an email with topic suggestions or questions that you might have. Our hearts are to create a safe, intimate community of godly couples with you guys.